and now I've gone back into my old stuff, which is um, like newly new, I've new newed it up. If that's the word, you know. <laughs> I like it. Keep it. <laughs> how to um, deliver confident presentations in front of any audience or in front of the camera. My aim is to help as many people overcome their fears of delivering presentations. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Hani Vidmar of HaniVidmar.com. Hani was another of Paula Gunn's intros, though in this case Hani and Joe have actually met. Joe spoke for Paula at one of her events about productivity and Hani was there. They got on well and have since interviewed each other for their podcasts. Hani delivered her first presentation when she was seven years old and age 13 she won the first prize in a public speaking competition. Ever since her first presentation, she went on to deliver many more, including live television, investment pitches and winning several contracts, red carpet events, celebrity interviews and many more. She loves everything to do with public speaking and is on a mission to help as many people overcome their fears of speaking in front of an audience. She lives in London with her husband and son. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Hanny Vidmar of Hanny Vidmar. So how are you Hanny? Great to have you with me. Good. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for having me. Lovely. So start by telling us a bit about uh, who you are and what you do. So my name is Hani Vidmar, as you said. I'm a TV presenter and speaker by nature and by history. And I've been delivering, actually, I delivered my first presentation when I was seven. I've done loads of TV work, loads of hosting, loads of events, workshop designing. And now I've gone back into my old stuff, which is but um, I've newly, new, I've new, newed it up, if that's the word, you know, with <laughs> I like it, keep it. <laughs> how to um, deliver confident presentations in front of any audience or in front of the camera. My aim is to help as many people overcome their fears of delivering presentations. Lovely. So how did you get into it so early? Well, I was seven and we had, and I was in primary school and the teacher just randomly said, or she organized it or whatever. She said, oh, tomorrow, if you guys want, you can deliver a presentation about anything for five minutes. And I just was so excited. And I just knew for some reason that I had to do this. I was so excited at the, the thought of delivering a presentation that I went home that night. I, delivered, I designed my presentation. I made it about fish and sharks. And the next day when I went to school, I delivered it. And 
I remember feeling really excited. I remember feeling really proud of myself afterwards. But I don't remember the content, but ever since that day, I have been in love with everything to do with presentations. And I don't know where my love came from. It was just there, I guess. And, and that's how it all began. Lovely. My daughter's a bit like that. She's into doing her presentations. I think not as much yeah. anything else because it was easier to do PowerPoint presentations than it was to write when she had choices <laughs> as to yeah. whether to write something or create a presentation. But I, I should yeah. be a bit worried that she's a, uh, she was very put out when her debating club didn't uh, get around to doing the two debates that she was uh, getting all geared up for. I, I, I hope it's not a career in politics. <laughs> 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 uh, I'd hope she'd grow out of it, but clearly not. <laughs> yeah, if she's happy in that, you know, debating, I think it's great, you know, to be mm -hmm. confident in debate in front of people is a great, it's a, it's a skill and it's great. Mm -hmm. So things obviously have developed over your career and you're doing things um, connected with what you did to begin with, but, but different. Why, why do you do what you do? Why, why, what drives you to have your own business and do the things that you do? I love it. I love being in control of all my own tasks and my own projects. I love, you know, standing in front of people and talking. I get such a buzz from it. I used to, every time I did television, when the camera stopped rolling and I came out of the studio, I was on a high, this natural high that I could only get from doing some sort of presentation. And like I said, I love being in charge of my own timetable, in charge of my own day. I love creating stuff and putting it out there. It's, it's what my passion is. It drives me because I totally and thoroughly enjoy and love it. And, and I think that's literally exactly what it is and, and nothing more than that. Mm -hmm. So tell me a bit about how you prioritise what you do in your work and in, in your life. So obviously you do stuff that you enjoy <laughs> a lot by the sound of it. You know, how do you decide yeah. what you're going to spend your time doing? Well, I prioritise. I have a, a three-year-old, so he gets priority number one. Um, because he's only three, Obviously, I've had to learn a lot about priority in the last three years. And every year it changes or every month it changes the older he gets. So it's all about what's more important and what needs attention immediately. So, for example, if I he goes to nursery three days a week. So on those three days, I do everything that doesn't need that where he doesn't need my attention. And that's my work. That's me, um, you know, doing all the things that I need to do for me to put a success in my business. And again, that's for me to, to measure myself what's more important. And I literally do the things, and don't, don't get me wrong, I was never, uh, being a mum has kind of thrown me off my timetable a little bit. So I've had to learn how to be organized. So I do the thing that's the most important, whatever it is first, I get those things out of the way so I can enjoy the rest of the tasks. Hmm. When my son is at home, it's very, very impossible um, very impossible for me to do anything work-wise so it's literally everything to do with him his timetable his football and when he's doing his football if I can do a couple of things on my phone because I'm in the same room as him I'll try and do it if I can't then it's going to have to wait until my son is either at nursery or sleeping mm. but whatever I do immediately that's the first thing that I will do whatever I can um, whatever time and my environment allows me to do I love the way you really underplayed that. <laughs> Your line was something like, since having a child, it's it's thrown yeah. my schedule a little bit. <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> so how do you make all that happen? How do you make sure you get things done? How, how do you keep track of what you're supposed to be doing and, and when you're going to do it? 
Well, I try not to overwhelm myself with too much. I don't like to overwhelm myself. I think that's the one thing I've learned is to do one task, one errand a day, let's say. So if I have to go, for example, to dry cleaners and to the post office, if they're close by, then I'll do them both together. If not, if it's one thing that I can do today, then I will leave the other thing for tomorrow, not to overwhelm myself. And if my son has nursery and he has to wake up early, um, I like to wake up half an hour before him or at least 20 minutes before him so that I can, you know, brush my teeth, have my shower, you know, do whatever I need to do before he wakes up. So I'm ready for him. Then when he wakes up, I deal with his things and then we go to the nursery and I like to drop him off at 8.30 so I can be back by nine to have breakfast and then kickstart my day and do all the things that I need to do. But it really is about um, organizing my time by doing a lot of things solo, as much as I can solo. And one of the best things that I've done, or I do do, is waking up earlier than everybody else to give myself that space and time to basically um, do my own things. Yeah, yeah. So do you have a, a to-do list or, or an app or something for you to, to know what, what's coming up next? I do. I, I well, actually, I well, actually, yes, I do. I use two apps, and they're not any special apps or any of these apps that people have downloaded ever before. It's literally the apps in my phone, the notes, and my calendar. Okay. As soon as something comes up, if I have, i.e., this podcast interview or a doctor's appointment, I put it in my phone straight away. That's mm -hmm. the immediately, so I literally don't forget it and I check my diary every single day about what's coming up for the week ahead so I can organize myself well in advance or what's coming up tomorrow so I can organize myself also um, my notes I make notes but I have so many notes in my phone that I've just gone beyond deleting them now it's just it's just too many to delete <laughs> I make notes for everything if I need to buy something if I need to do something if I need to call somebody I will use notes. So when I go through my notes at the end of the day or first thing in the morning, I kind of get an idea. Oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, yes, I remember this. So those are the two apps that I live by, notes and calendar. Without those, I will be totally lost. And I do like writing things down as well, but I don't like paper diaries anymore because my phone is constantly in my hand. It's constantly in front of me. It's the first thing I grab when I want to check something or do something. Mm -hmm. So those two apps are the most useful apps to me. I put everything in there, doctor appointments, birthday parties, podcasts, meetings, everything. I was so organized yesterday. I put in my on my to-do list, phone Linda, and I've gone through my contacts and I have no idea who Linda is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it might have been an autocorrect that I didn't notice at the time and it hasn't come to me yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Linda, some Linda in some realm is waiting for you to call her. I do think I do think I must be going a bit mad because there was a email Catherine as well and I had to look through my contacts until I found the person and then worked out what it was all about so there were two to do things that I'd completely forgotten just in less than 24 hours <laughs> so um, I'm intrigued with the the notes um, do you have a, a sort of system for for how you create them and how you keep notes so that you sort of know what you're supposed to be doing because I, I mean I think about the app that I use for for my task list which is Todoist and and I use Asana as well right. for getting stuff done and you know they have obviously you know an infrastructure and and I'm forever tweaking it so that I get to see what I need to see when I need to see it and it sort of strikes me having uh, less structure for me probably wouldn't work because things would just get lost do you have a system for that or is it just that it, it just works for you because you remember what you've put where sort of thing 
Well, if I, I've just opened my notes app and the top one is a number one, whatever that means. The second one says tissues. So obviously that was a shocking list that I had. Not just me then. <laughs> yeah, one of them further down says downsizing because I put a note in my phone that I remember that I want to watch the film Downsizing. Right. So I notes for everything I don't have a system I just write it down in my notes and I know that the top 10 notes that I can see on my screen are the ones that have some importance mm -hmm. and when I go shopping I open my notes of all of my shopping list and I delete things as I go along so then I know that slowly 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 this list will be completely empty then I could technically delete it or it doesn't show anything yeah I don't have them but I do write everything down and I would go mental. I don't want to jinx it if I lost my phone. And I did once. And I literally was. And I had to email as many people and say, look, I've lost my phone. If I have a meeting, can you please remind me when it is? Because I live by this. But I don't have a system. Mm -hmm. It's just whatever comes in my mind, it goes down on, in, in my notes or into my diary. Yeah. Well, top tip on that is to make sure that you're syncing your calendar and your notes via iCloud. <laughs> so that if you lose your phone, it doesn't matter. <laughs> No, I know, and I I have so many emails in my phone, and I've, I don't want to move things around now. Where some emails are linked to my work calendar, and some emails are linked to my diary, and um, I don't. And then when I lost my phone before, I didn't know which email was linked to when I couldn't log in. I, right. I had the login, and I forgot which one it was, so I had to start all over again. Oh, no. But I agree with you. I need to sync everything. I did manage to lose my phone twice in one year, having never lost it in my life before oh. or since. <laughs> Luckily, I have insurance, and luckily it was all synced, so I didn't lose anything. But it was rather traumatic. Because the phone itself can be replaced. It's the content and the information in your upcoming meetings that is literally unreplaceable, irre irreplaceable. And definitely syncing is, is definitely the, the thing I need to do. I'm going to make a note now, sync phone. <laughs> yes, take an action, honey. <laughs> it's funny, I was just thinking about but the two occasions I lost my phone in the same year were on holiday on both occasions. I wonder if it was the universe telling me I needed to stop working whilst I was on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> on holiday, your phone should only be used for taking pictures and enjoying, and, and you know, music or whatever. Exactly. No, I had an enforced digital detox. <laughs> so yeah. are, there, are there any other apps or tools that you use for anything? Um, I'm just looking at my phone now and I don't think so. It's just, honestly, the ones that I use every day are just my diary, my notes. Um, I don't have any other notes to keep things to keep me organized. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mainly those two. Yeah. No, and it's always about what works for you. You know, what's, what, what is personal for you and, and what works and, you know, if it, it doesn't need to work for other people. It doesn't need to fit in with other people's ideas of, of how it should be. It's really what, what actually you know, helps you to get the stuff done, isn't it? Exactly. And like people have told me loads of tips about, you know, being organized more. And I don't, I don't, I don't download them because like you said, this is what works for me. And yeah. if I have anything else, it just gives me more things to do. And I'd yeah. rather just what I can do and what helps me as I advise for everyone else, what helps you do it. Yeah, exactly. So what about other people helping you? Do you, do you get people helping you to get stuff done? Do you outsource anything? Do you delegate? Do you have uh, people who, who take some of the, the stuff away that you don't enjoy doing so much? Well, it's not about not enjoying this particular thing. I have a cleaner because I would rather put my time and energy into, into other things. So I do have a cleaner who comes in once, twice a week to get um, the boring stuff done. You know, yeah. the iron. Actually, I, I love ironing, but I just I just can't do it anymore. So I do, you know, she has, she, I delegate that. Um, 
if I really can't do something for my son, if I have to take him somewhere, but I can't take him, then I tell my husband or my sister, or if those fail, then it will be uh, my nanny who also kind of moonlights as a, uh, sorry, my cleaner who also, um, you know, is, is also a, uh, is also a nanny as well. So I delegate whatever I can. I try not to overwhelm myself. So if I need help, I'm more than happy to delegate it. But when it comes to my son, because obviously he's my child, I can't just, you know, just give him to any last minute person. So I like to plan ahead to make sure that everybody knows where they are. If something last minute comes up, like it did this weekend, then I'll ask my parents to maybe come pick up my son, um, who then take him there so that I can have one day of un um, interrupted time mm. of any problems because he will be there 20, you know, the whole day to, and make sure he's eating on time and everything. Or I take him to a nursery um, for a day, an extra day in the week. Yeah. But I do, because at the end of the day, I'm a human and I can't do everything, but it's nice to have a support team around me just in case something comes up. And usually it does where I need to shift things around and have someone to take on some of the tasks. And I'm happy to delegate to the right person. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what about relaxing? How do you ensure you have your own time? Well, well, when it comes to being a mum, you know, sometimes even having a shower, I'm, I'm not alone. So <laughs> I have an audience, you know, which is, you know, when I, before I fell pregnant, I was very like, how is that possible? But then it's, very very possible or if I lock the door you know I'm having a conversation with people behind the door so <laughs> I have tried now to make sure that I do get me time and that is number one I like to sleep early at night if it's an hour after my son goes to bed or I like to get into bed and read a book just no phones I've stopped using my phone to the end of the day and for me me time is uh, half an hour before I sleep to read a book that I'm you know that I you know want to read and it's not a business book it's a story book about something that I enjoy mm -hmm. another thing that I love doing is baths um having the half an hour bath before I sleep as well helps me relax read my book and it's just me time where it's uninterrupted um other things I enjoy I love massages I love you know walking by myself um and just you know doing something that doesn't involve anybody else where it's a program that i'm going to watch read my book but i try to implement this time because i think it's really important to switch off even if it's half an hour or 15 minutes a day it's super important to get that time and how do you make sure you have that time because sometimes we sort of we say that that it's important but it's the thing that sort of ends up getting pushed out when other things get in the way do you, do you have a, a way of keeping it in your routine yeah, I like to plan things the day before. So I like to plan um, or two days in advance, even what we're going to have for dinner so that I know, okay, on um, Wednesday, we're going to have dinner at six o'clock. It's going to be this. I'm going to start preparing at four o'clock so that when my son's at home from nursery, dinner's ready, he plays a little bit, get him into bed before eight and then have my time afterwards. If something happens, i.e. if he's sick, um, then he usually sleeps in the bed with me in which case it means that I have to sleep as well because he's not well. And that happened recently where he vomited right before bedtime and that kind of turned things around. But I try to organize everything in advance so I know what's going to happen. I know what I'm cooking. I know where I'm going to be and what time I need to be there so that I can plan even some me time as well by knowing, okay, if Maxi comes home from nursery five o'clock, four o'clock, whatever, we'll be eating by six, you know, playing till seven, and bath and reading time and bed by eight o'clock and me have a bath at nine if something important more important comes up i.e some work then i can have my bath for example my me time bath the following night 
or I go to bed half an hour later and read for less time. So I try to plan everything in advance so I can fit myself in as well. Just like you would fit in, you know, something for someone else and you will stick to that time. It's good to put you in a diary and stick to it and not let anything else happen. If, for example, if you want to go for a massage, for example, unless something super important comes up, you will not cancel it and you shouldn't cancel it. So it's just about prioritizing your, your own for your own mentality and your own well-being to make sure that you're, you're staying on top of your game. And it's important to put that in there. For me, it's about prioritising and planning ahead. Yes, yeah. It's, it, that um, is coming off in uh, spades <laughs> that you're uh, that you're structured and, and pre-planning, which I guess is you know exactly. what, what happens. Exactly, and, and I something sometimes I actually do put bath time in my diary. You know, bath. <laughs> you know, so that I am thinking yeah. about myself, so that yeah. I can tick that box. Mm, yeah, I love that. So what about other stuff around keeping healthy? So you've talked a bit about sleep. What about um, you know, nutrition, exercise, making sure you've got enough energy for everything you need? What, what else do you do? Some of it obviously is about the relaxation. It is about the me time, definitely. Yeah, another thing is sleeping early, zero alcohol. I, I, you know, I've totally, you know, some people like to have a glass of wine, you know, to relax. But for me, after having my son, alcohol treats me not as fun as it used to you know my hangovers are 20 times worse and it just throws me off so I, I cut out alcohol completely because with alcohol it removes my energy the next day so that's completely gone um I'm not so much into partying so I like to get early nights I like eating healthy so planning my food in advance I like to you know I recently had some gluten and it totally I had breakfast some, some toast for breakfast and suddenly it just dropped my energy so I've cut out gluten completely. It's all about knowing a selection of things that you can eat and you enjoy eating and just stick to those so you don't spend too long thinking about all the foods that you want to eat or you want to eat or you like to eat. It's about knowing, okay, for lunch, some protein and a salad, like chicken and salad. For breakfast, I, I only eat either salmon and, for example, egg, a poached egg, or I eat um, a gluten-free toast with scrambled eggs. I keep things simple. I don't have to have a massive food diary in front of me i like to keep things simple knowing a handful of things i enjoy eating and that's quick to cook i don't like to spend too long cooking a lunch where i could be doing other things so i like to keep it simple and healthy and planning in advance again is is what helps me mm. um i take supplements as well i like taking b vitamins because it helps with your brain power um and again just you know making sure that i remember me more than anything and it's important that my son's happy, my husband's happy, my family's happy, but to make them happy, I need to look after number one, and that's me. And then when I've done my thing, which doesn't take long, I only ask for very little, then I can please everybody else. <laughs> very good. <laughs> so what about um, learning and improving yourself? You, you sound like you're so full of energy, and that's, obviously you are planning. You must have got some time planned in for, for self-improvement as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I love watching um certain videos i've subscribed to like some pages on facebook um who give me some like some people will do facebook live or some upload a video that i'll watch and again i will look at the duration of the video if it's a two hour video obviously i'm not going to watch it in one go or at all so i like these short burst videos that people do to give me some inspiration to kickstart my day um or simply if i want to do some self-development i love reading books are my favorite thing that's why i said before that i only read at nighttime books that are about stories that i enjoy stories and, and um fiction that's the correct one isn't it fiction yeah fiction yeah. Mm -hmm. or if i want to 
read something for self-improvement, it'll be a business book or something to do with self-development and motivation. And I'll read those during the day because I'm in the mentality of business and, and work. Mm. But in the end, at the end of the day for me to switch off, it's a storybook um, or one of my son's storybooks, obviously, because they, they, they take up my time too. I can recommend Stickman. That's, that's our yeah. favorite. <laughs> I was going to say Charlie and the Dinosaur is, you know, things like this take up my reading time too. But for self-development and self-improvement, I love books with a motivational message and watching productivity things on the internet. I'd like to I like to use my internet time for things that are important and not just scrolling through people's Instagram feed, which is a total waste of time. So I subscribe to things that matter to me and what will help me improve my productivity, my mentality, my business and everything else that's important for self-improvement. Yes. Have you got any um, books that you'd recommend, your sort of um, one you always tell people about? God, there's a, a woman I recently, actually a woman I came across last year, her name is Dory Clark and her books, um, Entrepreneur, Entrepreneurial You, however you say it, and um, uh, Rebranding You, these are two books that have totally changed the way I think and do things since last summer. So check out her books. There's so many other books. I mean, I can't think off the top of my head. Um, I like anything to do with law of attraction about, you know, using your brain positively. Whether the law of attraction is real or not, I like the idea of reading positive books about how to use the mind more positive. Yeah. Um, and off the top of my head, I would probably say Dory Clark. If you really want to shift your business and go into the online world, and she talks about podcasting and, and blogging and everything to do with the online business, in, online industry, I'd say Dory Clark at the yeah. moment. She, I recommend her. Lovely. No, I've not come across that. I will go and uh, check that out forthwith. <laughs> so do you have any uh, morning or evening routines or habits or rituals um, other than what we've already talked about? Obviously, you said you like to get up earlier than, than your family and uh, you have your your bath and your bedtime reading. <laughs> that sounds like the thing you do for your children, you do for yourself. I, I do the same. <laughs> Are there any... <laughs> I keep like I keep telling my son, look, go to have a nap now. It's too like he has an afternoon nap um, still, and yeah. I keep, look. I wish somebody would push me to have an afternoon nap. Yeah. So I'm trying to mirror the things that I would do as a child to help me relax and help with brain power. So yeah, absolutely. You know, these are things that kids do, but definitely something that we should do forever. So mm. you know, very important. But in terms of my routine, no, apart from waking up early. Um, if it's half an hour early before everyone else to get that time for me to organize myself and get my things together um, also and sleeping an hour early, um, you know early in the evening as well to make sure I've got the energy to take on the next day so yeah. apart from early things doing things earlier than everyone else um, I don't really do anything else no other routines <laughs> sounds good enough to me already <laughs> it's enough it's, it's, it's more than I can manage yeah. <laughs> So what about if um, things don't go right? What about those days where it all goes a bit pear-shaped? How do you cope with that? Well, I think, um, again, going back to being a mum, the one thing that goes pear-shaped is if my son has a temperature or something and then obviously things need to be put on hold. You know, honestly, apart from what can you do, you just got to deal with it. I don't really have any other advice. If I have a really important meeting and I really can't get out of it, no matter what's happened or an important event or something, then I'll again turn to my husband or my, he's working as well. So it's not so easy, but my sister or my 
parents, obviously, and I'll say, look, can anyone come and look after me for a few hours? I just have to think on my feet. It's good to have contingency plans in place for everything should something go wrong. And for me, unless it's to do with my son, I don't really have other contingency plans because my son's the most important thing. Mm. So him, it's literally, look, if you're not well and I don't have nothing else to do apart from sit at home and work on my computer, then, of course, I'll be the one looking after him in, you know, in full mode. If it's an important event that I simply cannot get out of and something goes wrong, then I'll ask someone to step in for me. But yeah. that's it's just about asking people to support you in certain things. But plan it ahead. Plan, you know, even if it happens, something happens in 10 years' time, have a plan. Everything starts today and to, in order to plan for tomorrow and onwards. So just have plans in place should something go wrong and execute it. Mm. What about mindset? What about if things aren't going right and, you know, your head's not there? I mean, it's one thing sort of thinking about practical sort of considerations but you know those days where you just feel meh <laughs> well um last november in 2016 i got really sick and i was just really unhappy and i think i was trying to do too much and i started you know googling symptoms and it turned out that it, it came up with adrenal fatigue yeah or adrenal fatigue but then i researched further and it look somebody suggested that maybe I'm burnt out so I thought okay maybe I'm burnt out but I was really mentally I was not in a good place I just felt like I've loved with life and then I had to stop but I thought to myself okay now I need to fix this what do I need to do mm. so I started to look after myself more and it's not selfish to do so it's in fact it's selfless because in order to feed other people and help other people you need to be happy and what I had to do was to start looking after myself and that's when I started to go in bed earlier and you know cutting out all the nonsense from my life like all the excessive partying i mean it wasn't even after i had my kid i didn't you know party at all but all the you know i just don't i don't drink alcohol at all so it's literally about looking after yourself internally more fruit supplements early night and reading positive books and stop watching junk on the television yeah. it's just literally about knowing what to eliminate and look look after yourself so yeah i still have meth days especially when you know, I mean, I'm a woman, time of the month, you feel like totally like I'm not going to deal with anything today or this week. But such is life. You just need to know that, yes, things do go wrong. Things do, you know, hurt. Things are stressful. It's just about knowing what to do when it happens. And for me, it's about stopping, you know, reevaluating the situation and just putting me in the center and say, okay, now it's time for me to relax and that's what I'm going to do and nothing else is going to come. Um, you know in my relaxing time mm. you know just know what to prioritize yeah well, it's interesting to hear that a lot of the, the the structure that we've talked about has come from it not working so well in the past uh, I think a lot of us are in that situation and that's really where power to live more business came from you know having had I've said before deaths in the family but also a, a personal um middle of the night seizure that was you know around not sleeping enough and not eating properly and you know drinking too much and all that sort of stuff and uh, it's funny isn't it that however much we know however much we are told and however much we sort of are aware of the fact that we should look after ourselves, quite often it takes that sort of wake-up call, doesn't it, personally, for it to really embed. Exactly. Now, if you had told me your story like 10 years ago, I would have ignored it, right? I would have said, you know what, it's not going to happen to me. You know, I'm I'm good. I'm going to continue partying and drinking. Everybody's different. But when I burnt out and I started feeling really unwell, the first thing I did was tell everybody I met, even strangers, please take time for yourself, look after yourself, put yourself first, cut this out, cut that out. They're not going to listen to me, most likely, 99% of the time they never do, if not more. But it's when it happens to you that you realize, oh my God, wake up, smell the coffee and change things. And yeah. that's what happened to me. And 
you know, and I keep telling everyone else, put time for you. Don't use your phone all day. Don't look at your phone last thing at night while you're lying in bed in the dark. It is, if you think about it, since mobile phones were invented and came out, the rise of anxieties and depression is so much more. All the social media taking up our brain spaces and all the constantly looking at your phone instead of picking up a book. These little things, these small changes can make a big change in your life. And it wasn't until it really happened to me when I realized, okay, now things need to change. And I actually changed them. And now I'm 10 times better mentally, physically, you know, in a better place. Because I, I had to, even because I've got a child, so I had to make big changes regardless. And, um, and it worked and it helped and I recommend it to everyone. Yeah, yeah, lovely. So what about a day when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more? And I say that living more is about having uh, the chance to do more of the things you want to do and not the things that you feel you have to do or that you should do. So what, what does that day look like? What have you done? Well, um, I think for me, it's about my personal development. So at the moment, I'm learning Spanish. And um, I think it's by just doing the little small things and just making sure everything goes pr productively. So if I have a day where I fit in 20 minutes of Spanish, whether it's a reading or a listening or speaking or writing or whatever, I feel, or, or, and, and having the time to go to bed early and do things according to my plan, then I feel like I've achieved. Because everything that I plan in my life is things I really want to do. Um, so for me, if everything that I've planned has gone to plan and I've done all the things, even the little tiny boring things, but they need to be done, then I feel like I've achieved my day. Mm. If something doesn't go to plan and, 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 I, and I procrastinate, which I hate doing, but sometimes it happens, then I feel like I've failed and I need tomorrow, I need to redo um, certain things and I need to behave better or act differently in order to have a day where I can actually confidently go to bed saying, okay, I've done it let's do it again tomorrow and for me it's just about my little tiny goals that I have in place to make sure I accomplish them on a daily basis yes yeah yeah lovely so we've come to the end of the interview thank you for joining me Hanny tell people how they can find out more about you and connect with you they can go to my website which is hannyvidmart.com um do you want me to spell it or you probably yeah, write it go on then I will write it too but go and spell it for those listeners <laughs> I have the weirdest name in the world. It's H-A-N-I-E-H-V-I-D-M-A-R.com. Um, you can also find me by the same name on Instagram, Twitter, and um, my Facebook page as well. And, yeah, so let's connect on there. Public speaking is your thing, then let's connect. Lovely. Thank you. Really appreciate you joining me. Attention, home-based coaches and consultants. Are you tired of feeling alone, isolated and frustrated with running your home-based coaching or consulting business? Are you sick of feeling like your life would be better and you'd be happier if you felt more organised and productive? Do you feel like there's simply not enough time in a day to get all the things done that you need to do to build a successful business or making time to live more? It's time to stop the isolation and start getting more organised, productive and focused on the skills that will move the needle forward. It's time to join the Power to Live More Calm membership. If you're ready to, stop creating the wheel and focus on the things that truly matter in your life and business. Learn what you need to know to be successful and live more. Get accountability help from a group of like-minded home-based business owners. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership program and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. Use your power to live more.